0: This is the Berman Method podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically enjoy
1: and we're rolling the Berman method podcast where we are treating problems and not symptoms we got Dr. Jake Berman here with my lovely wife
0: what's up <laughs> Jenny Berman Physician <laughs> assistant
1: welcome everybody
0: can you believe th- January's almost over what are some you some sure nuts where'd it go flies
1: ¿Dónde está January?
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say, where's the library? (laughs) It's your favorite thing to say in Spanish.
1: ¿Dónde está la biblioteca?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll be walking to eat in a restaurant. He'll ask the waitress, where's the library? Like, what? No,
1: I won't. (laughs) Yes, you will. ¿Dónde está el baño?
0: (laughs) No, you always ask where the library (laughs) is.
1: No, my favorite thing to say is, Vámonos todos los personas aquí a la rápido, rápido,
0: sure you say that one too. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so January is flying by. Jake knows about 10 words in Spanish, and he just changes how he puts them together to make it sound good. And here we are treating problems, not symptoms.
1: <laughs> Today, what we're going to talk about is aging gracefully, specifically pain. A lot of people think that pain is a normal part of the aging process and that it's something that they just have to deal with, live with, take some ibuprofen, some NSAIDs, some Tylenol, to some, tums. T- some Tums to get through the day. Why do you look at me when you say Tums? She's <laughs> looking up in the sky now. We need to do a video portion of this <laughs> podcast. I mean, I think that people would really tune in to see that.
0: They probably would.
1: The theatrics of what's really going on that you guys can't see is just... It's hilarious. It is. I,
0: I'm, I'm funny.
1: You are really funny. I'm not. Yeah. I'm funny looking. You're funny.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why you married me.
1: That's it. That is. Yeah.
0: All right. So treating... I mean... Pain is not a normal part of our aging process.
1: Right. So, usually after we get into our 30s, things will start creeping up. And
0: yeah, I got this like plantar fasciitis going on. (laughs) Is that normal? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right, go on.
1: Oh my gosh. Usually around our 30s, things start creeping up and we start to just blame it on, well, getting older. Can't move the way I did in my twenties, especially like going out and playing with kids. That's usually when it happens. Because when we're in our thirties, we th- we see the kids running around out in the field, and we're like, I can go do that. Then you go out there and you run around and you slip and you fall, and it's like, what the hell happened? It didn't used to take me three weeks to recover after falling.
0: Pull a hammy, playing <laughs> <and> kickball. <laughs>
1: Yeah, all sorts of things. So that usually starts in our 30s and then just progressively gets worse as we get older. Usually around 50 or 60, that's when we've fully succumbed to the thought that I'm just getting older. I can't move the way that I used to. I have to live with this pain. My back is stiff every single morning I get out of bed or my knee... It's my trick knee. It talks to me when I go up to the stairs. It's got to get warmed up. All sorts of shoulders. Shoulders are another thing where I can't throw a ball like I used to. I, I wanted to throw the football with my grandkids, but my shoulder was killing me. Or even golf. I can't get through a full backswing or a swing through one or the other because my shoulder is just killing me. And they think that they just have to live with this or have a surgery. Those are generally the two options that people think of when they think of pain, right?
0: Take medications.
1: Medication, three mm-hmm. three options. Mm-hmm. That's the live with it part.
0: Oh, okay. If mm-hmm. I'm going to
1: live with it, I'm going to live with it and I'm going to pop some pills so that I can live with it. If I don't do that, then I'm going to have to have surgery.
0: surgery. Got it. Those yes. are the only two options. Agree with that.
1: And it's not the case. Let's talk about some of the people that you've worked with in the past, specifically new moms or post you know, postpartum pains.
0: Yeah. So where do you want me to go with that? Because I can go a long way.
1: Well, let's not go a long way. Let's stay superficial, specifically with moms. Usually the moms that are calling you are somewhere around three to six years postpartum or their kids are three to six years old. Mm -hmm. Where generally speaking, moms spend the first two to three years of their child's life Just being a mom and giving 100% attention to the child and their health just gets put on the back burner. Right. And it's usually around the age of three to six in general where they say, okay, it's time for me to start putting myself first. And what are the things that you usually see?
0: So a lot of times they'll have, they haven't lost their baby weight. So that's one thing contributing to their aches and pains. They haven't been exercising. And because of the carrying the baby and delivering the baby, they've lost their core control. They've, they're, become more loosey-goosey is a, a term that we, layman's term that we'll often use. So just over lacks of muscles and then the lack of the core and glute strength has caused things like their back pain, their knee pain. And then if we go to the other side of the wellness, just their overall gut health has suffered because they've just been eating what the kids are eating and haven't been focused on their own nutrition. So those are the things that we see most often initially postpartum that we want to start to make adjustments for getting them back on track with eating properly, getting the right nutrition, less inflammation, and then helping to strengthen the glute muscles, the core muscles, so we can get their joints back in line as well.
1: Good. So you mentioned something a a minute ago where they, they haven't lost the baby weight. And there are some people, some women that might be listening to this, even if you're not a new mom, even if you're 50 or 60 or 70 year old woman, what is the impact that just 10 pounds puts on your back? Meaning that if you've got 10 extra pounds on your front, meaning your abdomen area, your stomach area, what is the stress that that plays on your back? Over the course of a day, a week, a month, a year, 10 years.
0: Right. It's huge. And what's that thing you always talk about? Like, I know it's with the head, but the head weighs how much and it puts how much stress on the surface? Oh, with,
1: spine? with shitty posture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, mm-hmm.
1: the worse your posture gets, the heavier your head weighs, meaning that when you're in perfect posture and your spine is in perfect alignment, Your head generally weighs around 12 pounds or there's 12 pounds of force being placed on the neck muscles to support your head so it doesn't fall off, you know, fighting gravity. And then as your posture gets worse and your chin starts jutting forward and your shoulders start rounding, now your your ears are ahead of your shoulders, meaning your head is going forward. Now there's more force or torque being placed on your neck muscles. So instead of being 12 pounds of force on your neck muscles, now it's 30 pounds of force on your tiny little itty-bitty neck muscles.
0: And I think that could correlate to the abdominal weight and the stress that's going into the sur- the lumbar, the lower back spine as well. It definitely
1: can. I think we could even do- go even simpler, though, and say... Everybody listening to this could do this experiment. You could get a backpack. Everybody knows what a backpack is. It's those things that kids wear at school. And put a 10-pound weight in that backpack. And wear the backpack backwards. Meaning that... On your front. Yeah, meaning that the backpack is actually on your front. So now you've got a 10-pound weight in a backpack hanging on the front of you. And just walk around your kitchen for 10 minutes. Just stand for 10 minutes. Heck, just even stand and watch a a TV show or something for 10 minutes. And you'll start to feel yourself after two or three minutes, gradually start to lean backwards to counteract that weight that's on the front. So, what you're doing there is you are overworking the muscles on your back or your back muscles to counteract the weight that's on the front. And that's just after five or 10 minutes. What's going to happen after a month, Mm -hmm. a year, or 10 years? Those poor muscles overworked and underpaid. That's why you have back pain or one of the reasons.
0: Right, right. And a lot of, you know, going back to the postpartum is they don't really realize it because they were carrying 20 plus pounds, you know, while they were pregnant. And then after the, they deliver, they at, lose, at least lose a little bit, but they may still have 10 or 15 pounds plus where they were when they first got pregnant. So they don't really realize the, the detriment of that extra 10 to 15 pounds because they actually feel lighter than they were, you know, when they delivered. But that extra 10 to 15 pounds, as you said, over months and years, can really cause a lot of stress on that lower back. I have a picture in my office of a skeleton. It's like everybody's skeleton is the same. And so it has a person who is within a normal BMI with a skeleton and then a person who is obese BMI with the same skeleton. So it kind of shows you that our skeletons the inside of us are relatively the same person to person, whether we're carrying, you know, 20 extra pounds or 50 extra pounds. It's the same skeleton that that stress is going on.
1: You know, I I know which picture you're talking about. And the first time I saw that picture, it blew my mind. I mean, even me being in the healthcare industry and going through 10 years of college and all this medical training that I've gone through, it wasn't until I saw this one image that you're talking about where I was like, holy shit, that is absolutely insane. And to give everybody a little more visual to what she's talking about in this picture is it essentially looks like an x-ray, like somebody took an x-ray of a human. X-rays generally pick up bones Mm -hmm. and not muscles and soft tissue or fat. Mm -hmm. But in this particular picture, you can see the rough outline of the body with the skeleton underneath so with a normal body weight you can see that it, the skeleton looks pretty much in balance but then when you look at the x-ray of the obese person it's the same exact skeleton but the body surrounding the skeleton is 5x mm-hmm. and it's just like holy cow your knees have no chance your lower body your lower lumbar area, your your lower spine has no chance. I mean, it's just too much weight. It's just insane to see it visually.
0: Right. So, we've talked a lot about weight causing pain, but that's not the only thing that can cause pain as we get older.
1: Absolutely not. And that's where I wanted to take this next is so many people who have a normal body weight, meaning they're relatively in shape. They go to the gym, they watch their diet. They're not quote unquote overweight, when they start getting into their 60s, 70s, 80s, they start to get aches and pains and things just start talking to them and they think that it's a normal part of aging. And the thing that I'm going to tell everybody right now, know that there's going to be some pushback on this, and I love it when you push back, is pain is not a normal part of aging. Somebody might rebuttal and say, well, my my knees are degenerated or my spine's degenerated. Why are your knees degenerated? Why Mm -hmm. is your spine degenerated? Why do you have arthritis? Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to remember, we're going to, hopefully we say this time and time again as we continue this podcast, because most of you need to be reminded, we all need to be reminded more than we need to learn something new. But the definition of arthritis is inflammation of bone. That's the definition of it arthritis inflammation of bone specifically inflammation of a joint why does anything get inflamed why simply
0: inflammation oh wait why does it get inflamed
1: yeah why does it why does anything get inflamed
0: well there's a lot of reasons oh my gosh what <laughs> the perfect. most
1: simple reason is it's overworked and underpaid
0: yes but why <laughs>
1: The most simple reason why things get inflamed is because they're overworked and underpaid. It could be a muscle. It could be a joint. It could be a tendon. It could be a ligament. If you overwork something, it will get inflamed. Why does it get overworked is what Jenny is insinuating right now. Because of imbalance. Right. It's that simple where in a perfect world, all of your joints in your body should have support completely surrounding all sides of the joint. I mean, if you could just imagine 360 degrees of support around every single joint in your body, that's the optimal state. As posture starts to go, as we sit more than we stand in first world America, the imbalances start to occur. Specifically, glutes start getting weaker, core starts getting weaker, and that starts to put imbalances, let's use the knee for example. It's very easy to see this example is talking about a knee. Is knees are one of the easiest things that we get in the physical therapy department because they either get better or they don't. And 95% of them do get better because they're just not that quote-unquote broken. Knees are simple. They're just a hinge joint. It's no different from a hinge on your door. It opens and it closes. There's a little bit of torsion going medial or lateral, but it's really insignificant to the, the major motion that occurs, which is bending and straightening, just like a door. It opens and it closes. The problem with the knee is that generally as we get older, the muscles on the front of the knee get stronger than the muscles on the back of your knee. Specifically, your quads get more stronger than your glutes. So, that creates an imbalance. So, now you're going to start having grinding or asymmetrical forces being placed on the knee. And that's ultimately what leads to inflammation and then ultimately degeneration. So, to bring this thing full circle, what we're talking about is... Just because you're getting older does not mean that you need to live in pain. Even if your x-ray says that your joint is bone on bone, it does not mean you need to live in pain.
0: Or have surgery.
1: Or have surgery. Let's stick with the knee, for example. I love giving this this story or this example. It's in my book. It's the same example that I give 99% of people with knee pain is... I'll never forget the first time I was working with somebody post-operative, they just had a, a right total knee replacement. And if anybody that's had a knee replacement or anybody that has a knee replacement knows that generally the first week after a knee replacement is the worst week. I mean, it's just torture, generally speaking. And I'm working with this person on their first week on their right knee replacement And they said, man, I'm really not looking forward to having the left knee done. And I said, why are you having the left knee done? And they said, well, on x-ray, my left knee looks worse than my right knee. But my right knee hurt way more than my left knee. So, that's why we decided to replace the right knee first. That's one of the things that started to get me thinking. I'm going, wait a minute. If on x-ray, your left knee is more degenerated, more bone-on-bone than your right knee, but it didn't hurt as much as your right knee, how can we say that bone-on-bone causes
0: pain? You can't. No. You absolutely can't. It doesn't. Well, not always.
1: Yeah. You can't say that, though. By simple laws of physics or whatever you want to call it, you cannot say that bone on bone causes pain 100% of the time because this example that I'm talking about right here, this is not even close to the only time that this has come up in my career. So, it happens very regularly. So, long story short, what causes the pain is the surrounding soft tissues become inflamed. And the reason why I know that this is true is because I can't tell you how many times somebody will have a knee replaced because the x-ray shows that it is bone on bone. There's nothing left, no cartilage left. They've got to replace it. It's bone on bone. They'll have the knee replacement. And then say they have it done up north and then they come down to Naples and it's been six months or 12 months or even 18 months or even two years later after having a knee replacement, and they're still in pain. There is 0% chance that the pain is coming from the joint. Right. Why?
0: Well, the joint is new.
1: It's a brand new joint. It's plastic. Plastic doesn't hurt.
0: Right. So, it's the surrounding structures that are causing the pain, the glute weakness, the muscle tightness yes, that's causing the pain. So how can we say that people who may be candidates for knee replacements maybe should have their whole body evaluated, not just the knee evaluated, but the whole body evaluated to see if there's something else that could be playing a role into the pain prior to having a replacement?
1: This is where it gets challenging because there are so many cookie cutter physical therapy clinics in this country that it, it's hard for me to say, well, what you should do is you should go to a physical therapist and have them assess you Yeah. because there's so many cookie cutters in this country and yep. it's not their fault. Insurance-based clinics, they have to see three, four patients an hour and they just don't have the time to focus on quality. It's about productivity.
0: Versus your clinic.
1: Versus us, we're the best, obviously. No,
0: but explain. <laughs> your clinic is one on one for an hour. Yeah, and because we're all, of, it's we're out all, of network. Yeah,
1: we're all cash. We're 100% cash. We charge a lot of money for people to come see us. And in exchange for that money, we're going to give you the attention. So you're essentially buying our attention where we're going to be able to focus 100% of our attention on you and figuring out what is really causing this knee pain. Why is your knee degenerating? Is there really something going on in the knee, or is there the most common diagnosis that we run into, which is weak ass syndrome?
0: Right. So where I was going with that is when somebody comes in with knee pain, you're not just going to go straight and look at their knee. Because you have an hour, you have the one-on-one attention, and because you're out of network, you don't have to comply with what insurance is telling you to do. You could actually look at their back, look at their hips, look at their feet, and see if maybe one of these things is leading to the knee issues that they're having. So if people have access to something like that, that could be really helpful before they get the knife. Yes. Yeah. And one thing we didn't touch on with aging and pain is when it comes down to inflammation, which we've talked a lot about this month, is also food causing inflammation. So I know we don't have enough time to go into that, but just remember that your gut health can be systemic as well, leading to these cytokines circulating through the body, which can cause joint pain as well. Yes. (laughs) Just wanted to throw that in.
1: Yes. Good. So the take home message is just because you're getting older and your definition of older might be you're in your 30s. Your definition of older might be you're in your 80s. Just because you're getting older does not mean that you need to live in pain. Just because your x-ray says X, Y, Z does not mean that you need to live in pain. What I can honestly tell you after doing this for many, many years and seeing thousands of different cases, the number one cause of pain is muscle imbalance. The challenge is knowing exactly which muscles need the attention. And then once you know which muscles need the attention, making sure that you're activating them or waking them up or exercising them 100% correctly For example, just because I tell you that your glute, your butt is weak, doesn't mean that if you go and you do 100 bridges a day for the next year, that you're gonna fix that glute weakness because you might not be doing it 100% correctly. You might be doing it 95% correctly. And what we've seen over the years is it's gotta be done 100% correctly or you're not gonna get the results that you're looking for.
0: We need exercise progression.
1: Exercise progression.
0: What podcast number was that?
1: It was 110 billion ago.
0: No, I can't think. But we do have a whole podcast on exercise progression and making sure that you're progressing appropriately to make sure that you're getting stronger and not staying the same or getting weaker.
1: Yeah, I think that was single digits back in the single digits episodes. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's irrelevant. It's back there. Go search for exercise progression, because I said the example, do 100 bridges a day for a year and it's not going to get any better. That's not exercise progression. That's just doing work. That's not exercise. Right. We're not going to get into that, though. No. Okay. So that's your take home message right there is. If you're in pain or you're taking ibuprofen or Advil just to go out and play golf or you're living with saying, you know, my back is stiff and I just need to pop a Tylenol once a day and I'm great or want to leave a day, whatever the commercial is, and I'll be great. It doesn't have to be that way. Those pain meds, ice, heat, stretching, all those things are treating your symptoms, not the reason why the pain is there to begin with. So reach out to me. Email me, text me, check out the 110 billion videos that we have on YouTube and Facebook. Just get some tips. Don't live in pain. Keep your quality of life high. Age gracefully. Perfect. Anything else?
0: No, I like it. We'll see you next week.
1: Until next time.
0: <laughs> Ciao for now. See ya. Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to the Berman Method, Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.